Outlaw Distillery's coffee rum is back in stock. Outlaw makes some of the best rums in the game. Don't believe us? Head on over to Outlaw Distillery located at 552nd West, 8360 South Midvale, Utah for a tour and tasting. Their staff is well trained and leads with full passion. With homegrown grain to glass, Outlaw Distillery carries some of our favorite weekday sippers like vanilla bean rum, spiced rum, honey bourbon, and that delicious bourbon whiskey. Trust us when we say it should be outlawed. It's so good. <laughs> Until the next spirits, my friends. You're listening to the Taste Masters where we sit down and learn from artists within the world of craft beer, liquor, and various fermentation techniques. All right, family, we are here in the heart of proper brewing, and I have proper boys and my partner, Derek. Derek, welcome to the show today. I'm here again. Long time Woo. no see. Steve, <laughs> Jeff, welcome this morning. Hello. How's it? How are things? Fantastic. How are you? Great. Both of you. New year, new us. Yeah. <laughs> New year, new brew. And this is why we're here today is because we're talking about a collaboration that we all did. Um, we, re- we released uh, through Strap Tank and Proper, we did a Australian sparkling ale, which is very unique. And before we get into depth, in, or before I go off on that, I want to talk to Jeff. I want to tell you about wh- how this became a thing. Why, why, why did we do a collaboration? To make sure we showcase how important everybody in this industry is and to make sure that we're helping helping each other get the marketing, the notoriety that they're deserving of. So I think Utah for the longest time neglected that for a long time. And the new generation of brewers coming out notice how important it is for us to have a strong community. And I'm a, in full support of that. And I want more of those to happen so we can make sure we all stay very, very strongly connected with one another. Right. Uh, you uh, reached out to us, when was that, two months ago, three months ago? Uh, I think it was like November time frame, because you wanted a December release. Mm-hmm. I remember that. That's right. Do you remember reaching out? Do you remember when you re- reached out, Jeff? I think it was roughly around the beginning of November. What made you reach out to us? I'm curious. <laughs> well, I like you guys a lot. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I kind of wanted to start south and make our way up towards the north, kind of just be you know, strategic, just trying to hit everybody. Um, I like that. I need to reach out more, but you know how production goes. It just, it ends up falling to the wayside, but I don't know. You guys are always down here and we're always talking. So it seemed like the easiest connection. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. I think that at the main, uh, the main point of that is just we're. I feel we're connected quite a bit more. Yeah. And, and I just like the fact that I think Derek and I, I forgot what we're doing, Derek, but I remember you texting me and you're just like, Hey, do you want to do a collaboration? And I just yelled at Derek, we're doing a collaboration with Jeff and Steve now. Yeah, yeah we were seriously talking about doing collaborations like that same day. Mm-hmm. Like We're like, yeah, we, we got to reach out to somebody doing a collab and Jeff got to us. We're like, oh, oh yeah, sign us up. Yeah. I remember we, did you have an idea in mind of what kind of beer you wanted to make, Jeff? No, you guys just have a lot. I mean, I think I, I can only speak for me personally. We we're, gaining so much traction and just doing mostly production stuff that it kind of wears on you after a while and you lose sight of the creativity and the artistic development that you can Mm -hmm. do. 
And when I hear about all the weird shit that you guys are <laughs> brewing down there, well, okay, let's let's talk to them. There might be some weird concepts coming from them. Um, and then take our weird concepts and mash them together into something that could be uh, new, rewarding, and something that the rest of the population isn't currently getting. And then you never know. You might tap into a new new style that everybody gravitates towards next thing you yeah. know you're making a lot of money on a on a cool beer you just wanted to you know play around with yeah one word <laughs> <laughs> but we went to we went to a brewery and we met uh steve you weren't there you were busy working being busy oh unfortunately you weren't there <laughs> somebody's got to run it when yeah. i'm not here <laughs> someone had to run the show uh but we had you know pitched some ideas and then i remember derek had an ace in the hole because we've been talking about this for almost a year now yeah, it's been a while ever since we've like started doing the BJCP stuff and learning all the different styles and yeah, we just saw that we're like, hey, dude, this this actually sounds really cool. Like, you know, you can only get yeast one or two months out of the year. For, yeah, and so. we, we we pitched probably what four or five ideas collectively, just kind of like, oh, yeah. let's do this. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, Derek's like, I got it. Throws it on the table, and Jeff goes, Yes, <laughs> we are doing this beer. <laughs> But what what caught that? What, why why have the Australian sparkling ale caught your fancy when you when we threw that on the table? Light, crushable, high uh, um, CO two level, nice and bubbly. That's yeah. right up my alley. And the, then when you told uh, Steve this, what happened? I want to hear the conversation. So we know what happened there. But after you took this concept and the idea, and you went back to proper, what happened there? I want to hear the. I told backstory. him Australian ale sparkling ale yeast, and I said Pride of Ringwood, and his eyes lit up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's like, yeah, we're making this. <laughs> yeah, I want this old school hop. No one touches anymore, and yeah, yeah. So Steve, you went up, you went out of your way to get that hop, right? Yeah, I went to well, just looking around where I could get it and where I couldn't get it. I had got it shipped in from Australia. <laughs> I don't remember the store I got it from. No, but you you reached out to whoever had it. I reached out to Cooper's, too, to ask about the the sparkling ale. That got back to me the next day. That's awesome. And they're like, trick is yeast, hops. I'm like, cool. I'm getting some pride of Ringwood. Yeah. I remember us asking around for that, and everyone's like... Nobody has it. Just laughing over the phone at us. What the hell? (laughs) Is pride of Ringwood? (laughs) What? (laughs) But I'm glad you got that, because we had a little snafu where... It almost didn't show up on time, but it did. Well, we had to change our, wasn't it? Changed our dates a few times. We had to change it. Yeah, a little they, bit, and I was like, well, they messed yeah, up making perfect. the yeast. Yeah. yeast. They showed it was in production, but it was never in production. That's <laughs> right. So we got a chance to actually order them. Yeah. So they could. Because Derek, you took care of the yeast side of it. Yeah. And uh, they, that yeast only comes two or three months out of yeah, the year. Yeah, it's, it's just like uh, I guess October, Australia, December, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like the what time? What time of the year is that? Like winter, almost springtime. Fall, winter, so winter. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. It's a. It, it was pretty easy. White Labs is the only place that carries it too, mm. so they get it in. It's only available for a couple of months. Yeah, it's seasonal. It is Very totally seasonal. seasonal. And we got a couple runs out of it, right? Because then you guys took the yeast and you made a beer out of it, correct? Oh yeah, we're making a few. Oh yeah, hell yeah, you're making that thing mm-hmm. go. Yeah, we wanted to prep it up and the idea obviously is to prep it up so you know maybe one day we can use it in a can form oh that'd be really cool because mm-hmm. that's the idea we we talked about doing uh uh you know releasing on draft first five percent and then possibly upscaling it even more yeah and blowing that up mm-hmm. and we got together at hopkins and we were talking about you know us four were talking about how to go about this and how did the name come through do we remember how, i don't remember the story do we anyone remember how the name <laughs> So we're just kind of farting around and which name, which one? Yeah, the both of them. Thunder Cougar Falconbird. <laughs> Thunder Cougar Falconbird. 
Has, was that? Is that no? Oh, yeah, we, I mean, we talk Futurama all the time, so it just made sense. And then, <laughs> and then I think you guys just jumped onto that. That sounded cool. And yeah. then we started looking at the pictures of that car. Oh, my God, that's amazing. <laughs> it just made sense. So the story behind that is uh, Futurama, they go trying to make a – or they're buying a space car, right? Amy's trying mm-hmm. to get a car, mm-hmm. and Fry's getting sold by a salesman. And he, kept, he just keeps Questioning going. his masculinity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Take my money. Yeah. <laughs> You don't care if anyone cares about your sexual orientation. Yeah. No, I do. <laughs> yeah. One word. Thundercook of Falcon Bird. <laughs> and we just kept laughing the whole time. I think we said that probably 20 times. Oh, my God. It didn't stop there, man. It, it went all the way up until, like, it's still going on. Yeah, it's still I going. went home and watched that episode. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we all did. Everybody did. And then, well, we were trying to go about it. Uh, so we wanted to make a session version, and we wanted to make a canned version. The session version was going to be... Buggy number nine, which happened to be the Australian car kit from Mad Max. Yeah. And so that's where we we tried to go motorcycle with it mm-hmm. and failed and went car with it. <laughs> it's close enough. It's on wheels. Yeah. yeah so we're like, yeah, yeah, it's got wheels. And then, uh, it's open. Yeah. And then you guys took the, the Futurama one and now we're just like, yes. And I swear, I can't, I, the, I can see the label right now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> just fantastic. Sorry. Sorry, Becca and everyone in the, just get oh, I told them to get on it. We need money. to start making yeah. the label. <laughs> yeah, I think it should be uh, on the spine. Okay. Thunder Creek of Falconbird. Yeah, up and down. Um, but this beer has been really cool. This beer, I want to, I want to read the some of the um, the guidelines on this one. Uh, you guys have been drinking it lately, so what do you guys think about it before we we break some open and and drink it? Steve, let's talk about it. We're biased. We're biased. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's wonderful. What do, you, what do you what do you like about it? That's so it's so different. different. It's different from what anything you've been drinking. You know, like that's what I love about it. It's light. It's has body which it shouldn't with the low gravity that it finishes yeah. at. But it's I love it. Did have you ever had a Australian sparkling ale ever? I mean, it's been years, but I believe so. Yeah, <laughs> just kind of, I, I've never I've never heard of the style until what a year ago. Didn't know they existed. Didn't know Australia. I thought only Fosters came out of Australia. <laughs> <laughs> But this isn't a Foster's. <laughs> no, <laughs> far from it. Have you, Jeff? Have you had one at all? Yeah, years ago, but forgot about them entirely until Derek had mentioned it. I was like, "Oh yeah, that is a style. It is a style." Um, no, it's a it's a wild beer. It tastes like a it tastes like a sweeter, more complex English mild, but then has that weird nose, which is off. Totally throws you off, as Derek had pointed out when um, you guys were fermenting it. Yeah, Let's yeah. Talk giving about off that like black licorice anise kind of smell to mm-hmm. it, and a little sulfuric. And then we got the same result when we repitched it. And then when we tapped it, put it on, it smelled like a little bit of sulfuric. And then you taste it completely different. Just sweet, full bodied. Shouldn't be full bodied as much as it is. <laughs> Bubbly, got that nice carbonic acid popping on your tongue, and it just keeps you going back for more. Yeah. So that, that dry finish too, like mm-hmm. yeah, it's like thirst quenchy. It's so it's a cool beer. Cause it's supposed to have body, but yet be dry. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it is. Yeah, well, it is. It's, <laughs> so we called it the oxymoronic beer. Yeah, I remember yeah. us talking about it on that bar, and just like, wow, how is this possible? And we made it happen. The yeast hop. <laughs> 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 no, Steve, I want to talk about uh, collaboration day. <clears throat> you came down and collaborated yeah. with us. Becca was there as well. We had the strap tank staff there in Lehigh, and we were making this beer and going on our system. So take take us to that day in your eyes. What happened? How, did you learn anything that day? Did you come about it? 
better, worse, the same. I got to see you guys' setup. It was just pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, you learn something when you see somebody else doing anything. Yeah. Um, it's cool to see you guys in action over there. Uh, obviously, jealousy comes into fact when you see something you want. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was a fun day, and you guys uh, took care of us and did a fantastic job. What did you want? You've probably what? told me, but I forgot. It was the little, yeah. little, just little equipment bowels, pieces little yeah. here and there. <laughs> yeah, that is that's that, true. Was that butterfly valve? The yeah, dowel? it's that rotational I one. That. I tried looking into that. I couldn't find it. No? Uh, that, Which right? one? Did I'll that? send you a link through uh, Specific. I looked yeah. at Specific, and they had they, everything they had is listed. There's no pictures, so I couldn't tell oh, what damn. it was. Unless I knew the exact I could take one off the five-barrel system that we have stashed away in Springville. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's on there. <laughs> Steve's just going to borrow this for a little bit. I want it for Forever. one spot in the brewery. That's <laughs> Which one's that? It's It's just one of those rotary valves it's that rotary you, know, valve. you can stop oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are slick. Yeah. <laughs> we need to feed our grant. Well, that's cool that you came about, you know, you went to see another individual's space or another group space, and then... You come back learning. Yeah. I love, I love no, it's collaborating. Fun. It's fun to see how you guys have tackled, like, you know, the brewery you have mm. and what kind of difficulties you have. And we can all relate to, you know, shit sucks sometimes. Yeah. And it's fun to see how you guys work through your problems. Yeah. Oh, just, yeah. Just don't worry like, about it. It does this from time to this time. Is, yeah. This is what it <laughs> does. It's okay. You guys got it. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, is there a possibility of us doing it again here, Jeff? Because I know oh, we're yeah. trying to upscale it and come mm -hmm. out of cans. So we do that here at Proper, correct? Yep, that would be the goal. Um, I would ideally like to shoot for this, that we can release it. In a perfect world, I would want it right around end of April going into May. So it's just Ooh. nice, crispy boy that people just want to keep grabbing cans of. And then if it has both of our logos on there, people just be like, oh, shit, this is great. Yeah. Now I'm going to go down south. If people that never get out of Salt Lake County, then that'll give them more of an incentive to cruise down and check out your guys' spot and same goes down there. They see you guys selling that. Hey, I never go up north. Let's go check out proper. Right. Yeah. You know, it's good for each of us. But I would like to just have this all summer long so I could just take it home and not drink anything else. Yeah. It, it, it would be a, a nice uh, spring to summer beer. Oh yeah. For sure. Yeah, I think the timing sure. is perfect. Yeah. It's a crushable beer and it's really exciting. I think uh, I want to talk about the hops real quick. We did the Pride of Ringwood. What did you guys get from those hops when you opened, when you smelt the bag? When you, you guys still have some here? Yeah, we do. Should we go break some out? We can break some out, yeah. And then uh, I want to hear about the hops. So we'll, well, I guess we'll take a break. We'll get some of the beer and let's get some of the hops and let's uh, smell it. How's that guy? Sounds, Sounds good. Okay, we'll be right back. Shout out to our sponsor, Solstice Malt. Solstice Malt is Utah's only craft malt house producing premium malt from local barley, oat, rye, and wheat. From farm to bag, Solstice Malt has a loving hand at each step of the way. Floor malted, flaked, raw, roasted, smoked, and everything in between, Solstice Malt does it all with pristine technique. Supplied and trusted by breweries, distillers, and all brew supply stores in Utah, we highly recommend using grain from Solstice Malt. For any inquiries or any questions, reach out to Solstice Malt on all platforms or shoot them an email at solstice at gmail.com. Remember, without malt, there is no beer. Until the next malt, my friends. All right, boys, we're back. So, Steve, you got the pride of Ringwood in front of us. Yes. I, I'm going to break some of this right now. Mm 
Jeez. They're old school. They're from they're from the fifties is when they developed them. Yeah. Do you know more it's, of a background on this? I don't like it's it's like a derivative of some of the old English hops. I don't remember the specific one. Probably right. like a, probably probably one of the golding. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's noble noble inherit heritage, yeah, but then came over into Australia and cultivated. Um I remember it being really really present mid two thousands for a minute. Because you said you I were fucking with it earlier. That. You went to Days, right? Oh, I was never at a Uinta, but... Um, Where was it, the first brewery? Epic. Epic. Mm-hmm. You, you I said remember having a bag of it there. You had some. And yeah. loving it. Um, I've never used it until yeah. today. Or not today. <laughs> until we used <laughs> until, it. Yeah. Dusted your beer with it. <laughs> <laughs> Put a little ring around the top. No, and then no one had mm-hmm. ever... Either they didn't hear of it, or they were like... You know, they laughed it off, and basically, it's not the 90s anymore. We don't use that one. <laughs> and I was like, I want that one, though. And plus, the the name was always cool. It sounded like a... Like a Lord like, of the Rings. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds know? like a black metal band to me or black something. Black metal band, I like oh, that. Nice. I don't know about you guys, but I get, I get, it, to me, this is very bold. It's got mm-hmm. a bold flavor. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't have that... There's none of that, like, old... Catty pissy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No cat piss. <laughs> that you can get with some old hops. Oh, yeah. Man. Good job finding these, Steve. Yeah, it's like sweet herbaceous. Mm. I love that one. <laughs> and then like, now we like have the beer in front of us, gentlemen. Dirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it better than that. <laughs> So what do you guys what do you guys get the, on the aroma of the beer after we smell a bunch of hops? I smell more of that yeast, so a little yeasty, bready. Oh, this is fun. Yeast is a strong component in this beer. It really, it really is. is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I had the uh, BJCB P guidelines. We gotta go over that. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> So that's basically the aroma, yeast all moderate to low in intensity. Esters are frequently pears and apples. Possibly a very light touch of banana is optional. I got a lot of pear at the beginning when this beer is fresh, fresh. Mm-hmm. A little pear apple. Yeah. Uh, the hops are earthy, herbaceous, or might show characteristic iron-like pride of ringwood nose. Iron-like. Do you guys get a little bit iron-like? I, I can see that. And then <clears throat> very fresh examples. Like almost can have, that sharp, metallic yeah. kind of It's smell. almost like a, mm-hmm. I hate saying this, but like a penny almost. You know, like that. You smell like change. Yeah, yeah. I can see it. Like it's, your change jar, your piggy it's bank. It's sharp. Kind of aggressive but it's in, not, in it's a not little a way. It's not a turnoff, though. Mm-mm. Well, it's the same thing like when you yeah. smell it. Uh, it it kind of has that sulfuric, um, yeasty sulfuric smell to it, but I don't. It smells wonderful though, because it's such a background note that kind of elevates everything else when I when I smell it. But I get a lot of that bread, like um, really yeasty sourdough rising kind of thing. Sourdough rising, I like that. That's totally mm-hmm. rising. Yeah. <clears throat> and then the appearance. This is this is fun. Deep yellow to amber, light amber in color, often medium gold. Tall, frothy, persistent head with tiny bubbles. Noticeably effervescent due to the high carbonation, brilliantly brilliant clarity if decanted, but typically poured with yeast to have cloudy appearance. So you, I, we've 
We this find yeast, one. This yeast <laughs> does not. This yeast does not settle out. No, it, no, it does not. Yeah, I had to biofine this, like the ferment or the bright tank. Did the biofine work? So you, right? you did. Oh, it, it got it to this. This is yeah. where it this came is to. Yeah, yeah, no, we it went, first. It was the haziest thing we had. I'm like. <laughs> Okay, we, they, I was surprised <laughs> with that. We'll have to show you guys, pour you guys one of the one that we just did, just to keep the yeast alive. Yeah. And we find it too, and it it's so hazy. Yeah. <laughs> this, I mean, how long have we had this over here now? Uh, well, we two kegged, weeks. I mean, it's we kegged it off like no, last week. You guys picked up on Thursday. Or, it's been about two weeks since we kegged it. Okay, oh, so it's it. been Almost, sitting yeah. in these kegs for two weeks, mm-hmm. and it yeah, it's it's still got a pretty decent haze to it's it. It's a cool haze though. It's not, it is. And it, it's, it's a clean if super it's guidelines. Clean haze. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if no, it's, it's guidelines. <laughs> <clears throat> I like the flavor. Here we go. So uh grainy to bready malt flavor. Uh malt sweet, but a medium, medium high bitterness rises mid palate to balance the malt. Uh highly attenuated, giving a dry finish and lingering bitterness. Although the body gives an impression of fullness. <laughs> it's like <laughs> what? what? <laughs> like, <laughs> But, and I then, think, but I think this hits it on the nose. It does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really does. It has a medium to medium high hop flavor, somewhat earthy and possible herbal, resinous, peppery, or iron-like, but not floral. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's really... Anyway. And then uh, banana is optional. I'm, I'm glad... We, I didn't I, ever pick up banana. I'm so glad there's no banana yeah, in there. I don't, I don't so want yeah, to too. banana in this one. No. Like, I would uh, like that. What do we ferment this at? Was it? Did we do the seventy degrees to try and develop so a little we, bit of esters? So we knocked out at uh, nine, 69, sixty-nine, and then we let it go yeah. up to seventy-one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. here we go. Uh, Maybe light, lightly mineral or sulfury, sulfury, especially if the yeast is present. Should not be bland. That's in the <laughs> guidelines. Oh, cool. <laughs> Nailed it. It was the goal not to make a bland beer. <laughs> Mouthfeel. That's, that's my next goal. <laughs> How bland can I make it? <laughs> How boring can we get? Uh, high to very high carbonation, giving mouth-filling bubbles and a crisp, spritzy, carbonic bite. I get that. Sparkling. Mm-hmm. Sparkling. <laughs> yeah. I would probably even want to, the only thing I would really say on this one is I'd probably like to see it higher carb, honestly. Yeah, you should try it out of the bright tank. Like, yeah, it was During nice. the kegging process, we lost a little bit. Yeah. Right? Out of our bright tank, it's... There you go. Gotcha. <laughs> we got you. All right. <laughs> Yeah, out of the bright tank, it's nice and bubbly. It is. Uh, even out of the pigtail, it's like even. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, I saw you pouring it, Jeff. Like it was. Oh, it's coming, coming out. It's like, oh damn. Yeah, it, it's it's bubbly, but I'm I'm just I like them when they're real high. Yeah, and they hurt to drink. <laughs> that carbonic bite just sits there. So I, I mean, reading the guidelines, going to the history of this Australian sparkling ale, it was they were making it in the 20th century uh, by monk or 19th century by monks, and then moved from the 20th century. Uh, to make a lighter version of this, so it used to be darker earlier. In the, in the earlier, yeah, and because uh, it was supposed to be more of a mild and porter, mm-hmm. and then in the 20th century it's become more light. Mm. And the only surviving, it says, the only surviving brewery doing it right now is Cooper's in Cooper's, South Australia, yeah. and they're the ones that are OG, and that's where that yeast was cultivated from. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. It's really cool, and I just, I don't know. It's it's it says it's been their flagship beer since 1862. <laughs> Damn. So they've been doing it for at least a few years. Yeah. <laughs> if I believe they they bottle condition it, I'm pretty sure uh, they, they can condition. condition. They can uh, condition. They've. I'm sure they were doing bottles in the beginning, but yeah, they still they can carbonate. Like it's crazy. And then I'm gonna go over the uh, the ingredients because we we talked about this when we were doing at Hopkins. It was a uh, lightly killed Australian two roll pale malt, which we couldn't get. 
We tried. <laughs> yeah, we looked. <laughs> it's pretty expensive yeah. to ship malt from Australia. <laughs> um, the hops were a smaller package. <laughs> right. But we ended up using um, the Urclea. Yeah. And that was the one that you wanted to use, mm-hmm. Jeff. That was something that you wanted to push for. Um, what did you think about, what would you guys think about the Urclea? You, you nod on it for when we were milling in, Steve. Do you, again, do you remember sorry. when we were chewing on the uh, Ericlea, Ericlea, Ericlea? Yeah, from Wireman. From Wireman. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that one at all? It's been long ago. <laughs> it's different. I hate green all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we just, but we just put some in that in uh, the VVB yesterday. I didn't try that. Uh, yeah. I, try it. I love no, that. I, I like that. I like that green. It's, it's a fun one. It's... Yeah. <laughs> we use that. And then um, this one says, historical examples is using 45% two-row. 30% higher protein malt, like six row, and around 25% sugar to dilute the nitrogen content. And you guys got some six row in, We got right? six row. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we put yeah. the raw six row in there. Yeah. And we ended up doing a protein rest on this one. So that was yeah, fun. Step mashing this one was pretty fun. But we did a, we've been fucking with six row lately. So we've been liking six row. Do you the protein rest on all of them or? No, not all of them. Like most of the, like, our, well, like the Kentucky Common and the Pre-Prohibition Porter and all those like historical beers yeah. that call for six row. So we've been getting lots of it. That we now we've been using it more and more and quite a bit of our other ales. It's, <laughs> it's a that is cool. It's a nice uh, it's a nice malt. I'm I'm enjoying the six row. Yeah, they're fun. Every everybody has gotten away from it quite a bit. Yeah, <laughs> it, I feel like it's easier to go to the two row, but the six row has I think it's more of the protein content. It's, yeah. I like it. I'm I'm biased to six row, I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, this this one. Now you, um, now you, now you got my want to make something. <laughs> got to do six row here. I got to do something. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> but is there anything on this one, gentlemen, that you guys would want to change on this collaboration? Shit, it's not perfect, but I think it's a good first go around. Like I said, even with the can, I'd like it high carb, so it's really poppy. But um, I'd probably want a little more of that pride of Ringwood in there, so we get a little more of the the effervescence of it, and not and kind of balance it out more with the yeast, mm. personally. But I'm I'm really proud of what what it came out to be. Yeah, this is a going to be a nice spring summertime crusher. Mm-hmm. One word: Thunder Creek fucking bird. No, this is a fun time. But Steve, what would you fix in this beer? Or fix, that's not the appropriate. But what would you do differently or do more of? Well, no, it's the well, the typical thing says a good amount of like dextrose or sugar. Mm. I want to try that. I would like to try a good chunk of what they do. Yeah, what was it, 25%? Yeah, good amount. We ended up putting a little bit. There was a little no, bit of definitely dextrose. Definitely not up to that level. Yeah, so yeah. We, we would use... I would think it would use twenty five percent. The different cidery kind of sparkling, mm. you know, and that might make it different. I don't change it into a completely different beer. <laughs> yeah, so I want to maybe push twenty percent. I don't know twenty five, mm-hmm. but that's one I, thing I want. I want to try, but I really like this beer. Yeah. <laughs> so when we upscale this and put it, you know, we're, we're shooting for what six six percent. Six six is a good even even kind of plain playing field right there you know yeah. not too high but right. still you don't burn out on all the high alcohol content but you can keep going in and having a few of them so what would you guys uh like to do this next go around when we do thunder cuckoo falcon bird 
was it end of February, you thinking, or March? Uh, it would probably be realistically March, because we if, if we're getting a label made, it's going to yeah. take a while, because it just always does. Everything moves slow in this industry. Um, other than people's um, tastes. The government does. The government does, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I would want to do what Steve said, add that, that sugar, mm. and then a little, a little more hop profile, and I think it's ready to go. I wouldn't really change too much else on it. Derek, what about you, not. my man? No, I'm right there too. I think the sugar is a great idea. Is uh, yeah, a totally different beer, which would be cool because we you know, we got a five percenter that's totally different versus the six percenter in the cans. Uh, I think it'd be great. Mm-hmm. And I do agree with Jeff. Like I wanted a little bit more of those Pride of Ringwood hops. Mm-hmm. You know, we busted open that bag and pumped in those IBU numbers real quick, so we didn't really get a chance to sit down and talk even more about it, but. It was uh, really quick. Steve showed up with the hops. We're like, all right, alpha acids. What do we need? What do we need? <laughs> Put them in there. Hurry, send it. Yeah. But we also had to save some of those hops for the next time. Because it, it, was, it was kind of a pain in the ass to get here. This whole beer kind of was getting shit. We probably could have used them all. I mean. <laughs> oh, you're right. But like, it seemed like a reasonable one. What did we use? Six? Uh, I think it was, what, we got 11 pounds total. And we, we, we split it directly in half. Because we want to save some for the next yeah, batch. Yeah, for the, for the 6%, you should probably just get another box. Yeah, I should. I should. Yeah. should. Yeah. We have to do this again. Yeah. <laughs> this is really fun. But I, I would like to see this. Uh, this. Okay, have you guys seen this style at all commercially in Utah? No. No, never. Mm-mm. So I think this is commercially the first time this style has ever been made in Utah. I would, which is pretty cool. So congratulations, well gentlemen. You know, yeah. it, I, I even tried looking up like what breweries have this available, and I really couldn't find one on the West Coast. No. Uh, so I think it's really cool that if, you know, if someone's passing through or sees this style, I mean, people's light, like their eyes light up when they read it. And they're like, what's an Australian sparkling ale? Mm-hmm. Like I was here with Steve just the other day. Like, uh, yeah, two people right behind us, like, what's an Australian sparkling ale? And I just turn around. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a fun beer. It really is a cool beer, and I think it's. I think it's even for those introductory craft beer drinkers. This is still a totally. good style oh, where this you is, can blow your mind. Yeah, this is what beer can do. It's it's not intrusive at all. Mm-hmm. It's perfect for everyone to drink. It's so approachable. Yeah, and yeah, it, it harks back to just finding those styles that keep keep our job interesting and keep us doing this. And yeah, you have to do the the money makers to pay the bills and, and pay your crew and everything like that. But this is why you make beer is so you can play around and find something really fun and new. And on that note, that's why I like you're saying you want to do more collaborative efforts because mm-hmm. it just brings us tighter as a community. Yeah, It really does. I like seeing the collaborations and Jeff, I'm really happy you reached out to us and make this beer because we're, we've been geeking out this beer since, you know, the concept of the idea. Shit, every time I talk to you guys, you're doing something weird. So it's like, okay, I, we need to do more of those, so yeah. let's let's pick each it, other's brains. What was that beer we had? Uh, the Wassel? Oh, yeah, the Wassel beer. <laughs> that was really good. Hey, Derek, you want to talk so, about yeah, the... Awesome. We have two new beers oh, that we released that were kind of weird, different. Oh, man. Well, the Wassel was like, the wife kind of gave me that idea. We were drinking all night. <clears throat> you know, We were talking about Thanksgiving. She's like, oh, you know, we, we make Wassel like, every now and then. And she's like, "What? Why haven't you done a Wassel beard?" I'm just like, "Oh my god!" Like, you're right. So I'm like trying to write this recipe, just one eye in it. I'm like, you know, I, I kind of got an idea. <laughs> but trying to build that beer was a pain in the ass. So she, you know, it's a Groff style, like a spice Groff style. 
uh, you have to use at least 51% maltose sugar to call it a beer in the state of Utah because you can't legally make a cider. But it's a you know, 51% <laughs> uh, maltose sugar and then a, a, like a pretty much a split right down the middle with pineapple juice and cider uh, fermented with USO5 and uh, bubbles yeast. So it was a, you know, a beer yeast and a, a cider yeast strain. Uh, brewed it on top of cinnamon and vanilla, then aged it on more cinnamon and vanilla. Uh, yeah, it's just a ho- perfect holiday drink. We, you know, we're trying to change up all the holiday beers. Everyone always does these super spiced, like, you know, amber ales or things like that, and the pumpkin beers. Yeah. Why not do something a little bit different? It was like, fun. You know, it was change fun. Change up the game yeah. a little bit. Yeah, everybody loved it so much that we ended up doing a big batch. And you know, the wife also gave me some ideas last night, too. Uh, since we have so much of this wassail, like uh, I'm just gonna make like two of them fruited, and then one just a normal wassail. So we'll get some blackberry and do a blackberry wassail. Then we can do a cranberry wassail, and then the other one. So we just keep changing it up every every so many weeks. And so, like, why not? <laughs> That's a good idea. A lactose wassail. Well, I did kick around that idea too to <laughs> give it some sweetness, but I think that would play a little bit. More like around the holidays. This is a little bit after, but that's really cool. I think it's a great idea, and it goes back to what Jeff was saying: is yeah, we kind of are just fucking around. And the the cool thing about us is we, I like the creative freedom that we've been able to be gifted with, and we're trying to make good beer while having that creative freedom, and and not trying to abuse that privilege. Yeah, and the fact that we can uh, bring in uh, our friends to help. Collaborate. I think it's really cool because Derek and I were we were talking the other. Actually, I think it was two days ago. We're like, we might have to hold back a little bit on the collaboration effort because we we're gonna fill our tanks with collaborations and we forget to. Yeah, we we got a lot of them already. Yeah, and then poor Julie, she's got you know we get we just put all her all our collaborations down there and and she's got to do some collaborations coming up too. So she's got great ideas as well. She's she's the the queen. She owns uh, Utah County. She's she's technically our boss. I feel like she's the head. But um, this beer has been really fun. I want to bring Luis on if he's available. Because I want I want to hear his uh, thoughts on this. Um, but before we switch to Luis on that one, this beer, um, would you guys like seeing this year round? Is this kind of like a year round beer or is it a seasonal beer? I I I'm of the opinion that it should be kind of a little more. Um, exclusive you only get it at certain times and you have to kind of line up for it mm. that's what i think because people have a tendency if you can regularly get it they'll they'll burn out on it unless you're you're spicing it up here and there but i personally think it would be better oh you can only get it these two months and it's gone you have to wait until next year mm. personally that's how i see it i like that and plus it gives us an opportunity that to do that a couple of times a year you know let's say we wanted to do a completely different beer and can it off and it only comes out October, November, and then this one comes out April, May, and then you know you can play around a lot more with that. I would love to see something with this yeast, though. That, that oh, year round with this yeast. Yeah. Well, something that's you know off the off the regular. Oh, for sure. You know, kind of just play around with this yeast because it's it, we don't use nobody uses this a lot. Mm-hmm. And we still have it. With. You know, that's that's a cool part so about it. We're still we're still working with some stuff. Yeah, well, I'm gonna go try that beer that you guys have in the tank. Oh, I got it. It's it's ready to serve, you know. I can get you the oh, one yeah. that we it's, use, it's, the next no generation thing. from the yeast you gave us. I mean, we could try it on here <laughs> if you'd like, and then we can see if we can you know, sure. see how it goes. Let's go do that, and then you grab Luis at the same time. Absolutely. Sound good, boys? <laughs> Love it. We'll be right back. <laughs> Shout out to our longtime and extremely supportive sponsor, Fisher Brewing Company. 
As one of the staples of Salt Lake City, Fisher Brewing is a must visit with a different food truck every day, a loving attentive staff, canned beer, and some of the sickest swag in town. Fisher Brewing Company is a spot you'll never forget. Trust us when we say, when you walk through those doors at Fisher Brewing Company, you will feel the atmosphere and you will feel loved. See you at Fisher, my friends. Quick shout out to our sponsors, Distillery 36. Locally owned and operated, Distillery 36 produces 100% cane rum from scratch. From grain to glass, Distillery 36 raises the bar in the rum game here in Utah. With their Brigham Rum and Spiced Brigham Rum, they continue to bring home award after award. Want to see and taste why they're so damn good? Schedule a tour and find out firsthand why we cannot get enough of these quality rums. Head to distillery36.com or hit them up on all social media platforms for your own personal experience. Upgrade your bar today with quality rum from Distillery 36. Until the next rum, my friends. All right, boys, we are back and we have a special guest here joining us, Mr. Luis. Howdy. What's up, big dog? Long time no see. How you Howdy. been? Uh, I've been good. Hey, I heard your new uh, papa. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Beer, uh, brewery dad. Yeah, so uh, when when did the uh, young one come? Uh, last September. Congratulations, man. Thank you. Uh, you look a lot more father-esque. Yeah, it just kind of slides over you. Yeah, it does. Yeah. You're looking good, though, man. Thanks, man. How are things going? Good. Everything's good. How's uh, how's proper treating you? Good, good. Also good. As, as both of... the bosses are looking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fist went up. Yeah. No, Luis, so we uh, want to bring you on talking about the Australian sparkling ale. It's uh, what do you think about it? Uh, I think it's uh, pretty rad. It's good. I like I like uh, a little bit more drier style beers. So this yeast, but it's full bodied. <laughs> well, I feel like it's a little, just a little on the drier side. Oh, for it me, is totally. But, uh, um, is, have yeah, you ever good. had a style like this? Never, before? never had a style like this. Um, super interesting to work with the yeast. Just kind of getting a new strain in as to what we're normally used to working with, like London Three. Yeah, Augustiner and uh, Kolsch, but this one's definitely an oddball. But it's it's fun to work with. Pretty fun. What's uh? We what's your takes on the beer? I know you're drinking it right now. Uh, let me try it again. Wet your whistle. <laughs> Great content right there. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. Good body. I think it's a good rotation beer in our tap room. Kind of get a little bit of a. Touch a little bit of everybody's favorite beers. Yeah. Can you see yourself? What time of year can you see yourself drinking this? I could do like early spring, maybe dip it into fall. Not nice. cold, but not hot, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like that that uh, almost room temperature outside mm-hmm. kind of weather. Definitely would categorize it as a fridge beer. A fridge beer? Tell me about yeah. more about a fridge beer. Fridge beer is just that go-to, you know? You, you work hard for your money, and it's what you want to buy and what what keeps you happy when you're... Not at not at work. Let's put that on a shirt. That, that yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pen penning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, What's your fridge beer? Yeah, what is your fridge beer? What's your to go fridge beer right fridge now? Fridge beer, right not now. just this beer, but um, I mean, gotta have it. Gotta have a proper golden ale on hey. deck. What and about a non-biased fridge? Non-biased. Beer? Um, I'll do. I'll do a good a, a good hams, Montucky. There you go. Hams, hell yeah. <laughs> something cheap and yellow. But yeah. That's good. <laughs> Having so, some Rainier and stuff like that. Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's the Newcastle? It's a good French beer. That was a good one. Classic. A little, a little colder, right? Um, 
you also took this yeast and made another beer out of it here at Proper. What yeah. was that beer? We're drinking it right now. Uh, we did Snake Jazz. What's a Snake Jazz? Great name, by the way. It's it's sweet, smooth, and del- and dangerous. <laughs> sweet, smooth, and hey, it's a little danger noodle beer. Like, That's good. They're definitely not the not the same. That's at good all. To, trying to trying to trying to play with the seas a little more and get yeah get a get a good amount of fun brews. Yeah. How how Steve? How long are you gonna try to keep the seas going for? How many generations do you think? So we have to make it to the, the bottle run. It's decided right now because it's been fun. TBD. Yeah, it's been I, fun. It's given some good flavors that we didn't expect. Yeah, I'm glad you guys are fucking with it. But I mean, we haven't we seen. Ten generations, no problem. Yeah. I think unless we see anything like deviating in like um, like gravity or like if anything starts getting off on it, because um, I think that's when we maybe cut it before ten, like pH was off or. Yeah, we've never used it, so let's see yeah, where so, it goes. Well, yeah. yeah, you're right. <laughs> we got to, we got to, we got to try. So, so for those who are trying to use this yeast, we did have a couple problems when we we're trying. Let's talk about this. I want to talk about this when it comes to uh, others using this yeast. It's a, it's kind of a pain in the ass. It's only seasonal. You can only get it a couple months out of the year, typically during the holiday seasons. And Derek, when you and I first were harvesting this yeast, it thinned on us pretty quick. Yeah, it's it. It's not a very good flocculating yeast strain. Like, lots of it stays in suspension. So trying to harvest was a real nightmare because you, know, you drop the slug at the bottom and start running it into one of the brinks, and it goes thin like within seconds. Mm-hmm. So I was banging on the bottom of the fermenter with a mallet and you know, trying to <laughs> knock things down, down. Uh, hooking up to the racking arm, so, trying to face it at a downward angle to try and pick up everything I possibly could. Right, because you know? we had to get it back to the boys. Yeah, so. I, I got whatever I could get, and I mm-hmm. dropped it off. I'm like, well, hope this, hope this works. Hey, hey, it worked just fine. And yeah. then, Steve, you guys kind of did the same thing, right? Well, we did In the essence. same thing. Yeah. It's, we didn't tell you that. I feel like we should. Did we tell? Um, I don't think we did. Tell, oh, tell what? We did. It runs thin quick. <laughs> no, you did. You, yeah. you told me that yeah. when you brought it here. Yeah. And like, we even, yeah. Yeah. I was like, it's thin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll just pitch it off. <laughs> I'll send the whole thing. So we, we got you guys, enough. We got enough. Even after know. crashing the fermenter, you usually get a little bit more falling out. Yeah, and then still still thinned out, which is super interesting to see. Damn. So then, Steve, how, what was the idea for the snake bite? Snake, snake jazz. jazz. Oh, my bad. My bad. My bad. Snake jazz. Uh, we were just thinking of what we could do to make this gener- this yeast go forward, and you know we kind of took a the kind of took the east side that we've made, took a little portion of that, yeah. added added add tweaked it a little bit, thought it would be fun with this yeast, and so it's uh, pretty jazzy. Off the top of my head, I'm trying to remember. We've been having a lot of fun with rice lately. We have been having a lot of fun with rice. Got a little rice in this one? Yeah, yeah. rice and corn. We've been using corn. a bit of rice and corn. And That's you. I blame you, Luis. I blame you. And so this was, this was a take on a, on a rice But I like I, I, Derek, I don't, no, I don't know about you, what you think, but the malt, more malt forward in this beer than the Australian, I like the malt. It's coming through a lot more. I get more of that malt flavor. You know, like we what finished. Jeff said we was it, you know, kind of kind of like on the side of a mild, you know, the, the malt character that's there. It's it's lovely, and I like the sweetness in this one. I, I, they're two completely different beers. But, Very different. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's rad, but you still get the similar yeast characteristics, but it's totally different. It's yeah. great. 
Yeah, it's the, a delicious beer. The yeast definitely. I personally like the rice, and it is like it sweetens up things and kind of expands the malt profile a little more. So Jeff's saying the the malt, the rice is expanding the malt profile. No, we did honey malt in here too. Mm. Oh, hey, so gram, Gambrinus honey. Gotcha. Nice. So Luis, what's uh, what's something another style? If you can take this yeast right now, with another style of beer, what would you use this yeast in? Uh, we actually have a cold IPA in the books for next week that we're going to try out with oh, this wow. uh, this yeast. Whoa. Oh wow! Can we get little <laughs> secrets on the hops by chance on that too? Uh, no, old school. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're doing. That's pretty cool. Oh, man, I can't remember. We had the recipe down. Um, CTZ. Cascade. Cascade. Centennial. Oh, hey. Um, but yeah, I think we... Triple C. We, we, had a, we had a Rubens cold IPA not too long ago. With some uh, corned Jeff beef. And I, and and <laughs> it, was, uh, it was really good. And right, it was right when we got this yeast, so we thought we could kind of make a, a little cold hybrid. That's really cool. Cold Aussie. Cold Aussie? I like cold that. Cold Aussie. What are you guys going to name that one? Chris Hemsworth beer. Yeah, we got we got a we, we got can't a, go with Chris. He's too popular. Oh, sorry. We're gonna go with the Liam. Beer, beer down under. Right? <laughs> Liam, <laughs> Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> Liam right, there's there's the other brother too that you know. Is there's a third one. Mood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one knows about it. Oh snap. No. <laughs> you see the dinosaurs everywhere. Right? Oh Jesus. Uh, <laughs> but is Louis- Steve hiding stuff around the brewery here too. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, you got all the little figures or at Squatters of Wasatch that you still find like randomly, like up. <laughs> I got one in my car the other day. Was that you? A dinosaur? Put one in your gas tank. Motherfucker, yeah, might be. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that. So, gentlemen, I, I like I like what I like the collaboration effort here. I like what's what happened with this collaborative effort. Um, is there another brewery you guys want to? collaborate with with this yeast strain if you can pick another brewery with this yeast strain what's something you guys would would pick out i'm curious hmm. that's a good question <laughs> um we're taking new information that we none of us in utah have messed with this yeast strain i feel like commercially and we have some knowledge that we can go share with our, yeah. our family and i feel like I mean, I would love mean, to give this to. Do you, do you have? What do you mean, like tweak do, a like, current guys, beer that somebody I, I, else has made? I would love to. It. I would love to uh, pick Colby's brain over at Fisher with this. Yeah. And then I would also like uh, to pick Jeremy from uh, Grid City. Grid City. I think him taking this yeast Jeremy. and trying to. We haven't met Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's go meet him after this. And then <laughs> take this yeast train, but just, he has. He's got an extensive palate. I think he's really cool at figuring out how to. His, I, like to I think I would like to try with like, a lot of people, yeah. but. Can you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can. It's, <laughs> I think Patrick, yeah, over at Offset, Patrick. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. I think I, we need to put this beer in front of him because I feel like he would understand. He's really good at taking an ingredient and then manipulate it in a way that comes out in a beautiful final product. And that's what's really nice. cool about Patrick. I think he's one of the better brewers when it comes to that kind of recipe development. Shout out, Patrick. Yeah. What about you boys, though? Derek, are you thinking of anyone? Um, I'd say move it up north, like hit up some of the Utah guys. You know, oh, yeah. they, they make, uh, like, uh, their beer. Now, you know, it's just called beer. Oh yeah. You know, switch it up and use some of this in there. Maybe give it a little oh, bit more yeasty profile, turn it into more of an English style. But oh, I think so that would be pretty cool. It, be um, anybody more. that's cranking out some ambers or maybe even like a London Brown, you know, 
I think this would work really well with pretty much any English style. I know that uh, um, Jason Stock did that Old Castle kind of replica. See, yeah, give it to Jason to do that. Jason, like, would, I, yeah, that would be that'd be pretty. But a classic, totally different. Yeah, this would be really fun. But boys, is there is there anything you guys want to talk about before we leave today on this uh, fascinating yeast strain, this cool collaborative effort? Um, and also before we leave, I want to say shout out to Jeff. Thanks for making this conceiving the idea of having this and doing this, making it happen. Um, without you reaching out to us, this wouldn't be happening. And so I, I appreciate you just not only having the thought, but acting on the thought to reach out and just ask. The worst thing we could have said is like, oh, we don't have space. Yeah. And, and, but Oh, we made space. We, <laughs> we had space. <laughs> but because of that, Jeff, I, I'm a proponent for uh, collaborative efforts. And thank you so much for trusting in us and making this beer. And it's been a fun, wild ride. But gentlemen, Steve, Luis, Derek, is there anything you guys want to say before we end today? Uh, thanks. Like this was, this is just fun, man. We're excited to come back here to do the, the higher gravity 6% can version, man. It's going to be great. Uh, plus I'm not going to have to drive all the way to Lehigh. I mean, I'm going to ride my bike here. It'll be great. You (laughs) You can walk here. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Luis, what'd you got for us? Um, not much. Yeah. Just keep, uh, keep those, uh, eyes open for the upcoming brews that we got with this yeast. Love it. Steve, you got the final word, brother. I mean, this beer's got me excited about some like styles that people don't really know. And it's been fun to try it here and find out that it's fucking good. Yeah, and you've been in so, the game for quite some time, so I feel like you kind of getting that relit ignition to be creative. Yeah, that's awesome. And I love that about you. I I've loved I'm gonna say I love the change from you coming to proper. I think coming to proper has been one of the best career moves in a long time for you. And I've seen nothing I agree. but <laughs> and and I love seeing you still being hungry now. You're hungry again, brother. And uh, it's not really, to, it's really it's really it's, you know something in there that has been gone. So it's been, it's been long fun. time it's, dormant. He's kind of like our waiting. He's kind of like our ratatouille. You know, he's a little chef. Yeah, you are. I actually don't to, know just, anything. I got a cook. rat in my head. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're wearing the hat right now. Yeah. It has, has all these recipes. Nasty. Thank you so much. Cockroach in my pants. Guys know their beer. (laughs) Uh, I can't call it Ratatouille after that. But I appreciate (laughs) you. Something else. (laughs) But guys, thank you so much for this collaborative effort. And on that note, until the next Sparkling Hill, my friends. Cheers. 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 We get another one? (laughs) This has been another episode of The Tastemasters. Find us on Instagram at the underscore Tastemasters, Twitter at the Tastemasters, or on Facebook as the Tastemasters. Like, share, subscribe, DM us for any questions, or leave a review. Tell your friends, and thanks for listening. Produced and recorded at Fuse Audio. Give them a follow at Fuse underscore audio.